Welcome back to the Second Look Podcast. In this episode, we will hear from artists and creatives John and Kina Aragon, interviewed by Artez Henderson. This podcast was recorded earlier this year on a visit that John and Kina made to 2PC. Hello, my name is Artez Henderson. I'm on staff here at Second Presbyterian Church as a pastoral resident. And joining us today is John and Kina. And today we'll be having a conversation about God's work on display. And the inspiration from that is from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Paul says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And essentially, I think Paul is saying God created his people in Christ as his workmanship to show off his glory and his character to the world and in various ways. And we want to hear more about what God is doing through John and Kena's life. And uh, just to start, I would love to hear even uh, what did that look like uh, in your life when Christ saved you, as we even think about Paul in this particular passage the previous seven verses, he talks about the work of Christ. And I'm just curious, what did that look like in your life? Um, yeah, well, thank you so much for having us. We're so blessed to be here um, with you guys. Uh, so for me, I grew up uh, with one parent who didn't really claim any sort of religion or, or belief, and then another who was raised Catholic. So she raised my mother raised us uh, basically Catholic, <laughs> uh, and by the but I I really had no interest in Jesus or, or God or anything like that um, until around the time I was 16 when I had what any high what I think any high schooler would want the popularity. We were well off. Uh, it was you know, good at sports, good at school, had everything that I could imagine as a high schooler to have and yet was left really empty uh, and just not satisfied. And so that's when uh, I believe the Lord started to pursue me through seeing a friend on my volleyball team and her family, the way they interacted when I would hang out with them, uh, the love that they had for each other, the grace they had for each other. There was just something so attractive about that. Um, and eventually she shared her testimony with me or her story, how you can have a relationship with God through Jesus. And even just that terminology was totally new to me. Um, and I remember seeing a verse on her wall from the book of James, the one that says, you know, you believe there's one God good, even demons believe that and tremble. And I didn't know what that meant, but I just knew that's okay. What does that mean? I, I, that that kind of shook me a little bit. And so uh, that kind of left me asking some questions a little bit later as I felt that emptiness. And thankfully, she was willing to share the good news of Christ with me. And so uh, as I think of Ephesians 2.10, it's funny because the two verses before that were verses that really stuck out to me, especially with a somewhat Catholic upbringing, that it's by grace that I'm saved not through my works. Um, and that was very new to me um, and very refreshing because I couldn't prove myself to God. He He proved his love for me in Christ. And so uh, since then, I've been walking with the Lord in all the ups and downs and good, bad, and ugly. Um, but that's kind of my, my story. I appreciate you sharing it. Yeah. Yeah, my story, uh, I grew up in a household where my dad's been a preacher and teacher for over 30 years. Uh, so my family has a long legacy of faith. My grandfather was pastoral at heart, served this community. Uh, my family's from South America, from Colombia. So I grew up Latin, very Latin. 
So for me specifically, uh, I grew up in church my whole life. Um, it really wasn't until my freshman year of high school where I had, a, in a lot of ways, like a personal encounter with God through just various experiences, but one particular experience where my life was threatened, um, just out of you know other individuals that were threatening me. And uh, at that moment, uh, God became very, very personal to me. Um, and I think what kind of triggered for me was up until that point, um, I, the way I would describe it is I think it was organized religion for me. I was going through the motions, going to church, um, going through the motions, as it were, but still holding on to things that by way of knowledge and what I was hearing Sunday to Sunday, I knew God didn't approve of. So to some degree, I think I understood the cost of what it means to be a genuine follower of Christ. But knowing that there's these little things that are kind of I'm holding on to as a, you know, young 12, 13 year old. So, uh, you know, I had this experience where uh, a guy at my school who was involved with people who shouldn't be involved in uh, threatened my life, had a gun pointed at me, uh, had a by God's grace, literally was asked to turn around and walk, not knowing if I was going to breathe again and by God's grace made it home. Um, and my dad had came home back that night. Um, he was teaching at a seminary. Uh, this was in New York, by the way. And I told him what happened and uh, I, I just broke that night, just broke. And uh, God, I, I feel at that moment, God became very personal to me. It, was, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't just what I was hearing from a, from a Sunday sermon or learning how to exegete a passage at a very young age, but experiencing his presence and knowing that he genuinely cares for his people mm. and their well-being. So uh, since then, I've been, been following Jesus um, for all these years, and as Kina mentioned, imperfectly as well, but knowing that, man, it is by grace, it is literally by his grace that we are saved and also by his grace that we're able to pursue the things he's calling us to pursue. Mm. Um, some uh, encouraging stories just to hear about God working in your life and even just the whole idea of union with Christ and mm -hmm. his initiative in your in your life as well I've you know read about you guys I heard a lot about you guys and, and knowing that it seemed like you were a power couple if you will but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a, a, an interesting term because I think we we live with ourselves and each other so we see all of our messiness yeah. and brokenness yeah. uh so I, I, I prefer dependent couple, dependent <laughs> yes, couple. We need okay. Jesus. yeah we need Jesus we and, all need Jesus <laughs> but in in light of you you both were a lot of hats um, God has given you different uh, opportunities to, to show off his his work. But tell me just how do you go about supporting one another uh, on this mission and also uh, cultivating a family that's that's designed to pursue God's purposes? Mm. Well, I have to brag on John really quick just because. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when we were um, just friends, but there was some interest 
you know, bubbling the Lord knew. over the there. Lord yes. Knew. <laughs> uh, anyways, he he was already seeking to empower me. I think in my gifts with um, poetry and writing and things of that nature. And he he can explain himself, but he's great at all things tech and design and development. All he's multidisciplinary, but he was already using his gifts to serve me and allow me to flourish a little bit more um, in my gifts. And so I, I saw that just even within our friendship and then of course in our dating and now as we're married, what for five years now we've been married um, and I still see to this day him just doing things that he's good at, but not just to serve his purposes. I'll wait, like the other day I woke up and he was like, I fixed stuff on your website. I just, you know, he just takes the initiative to do stuff like that or um, being that that encouraging voice. Uh, I have tend to have a lot of um, imposter syndrome, if, if you've heard of that, where you just feel like I, I don't belong. I don't. They asked me to do this. I'm not the right one. And John has been that constant voice of just nope. God, if God called you to it, like he's going to, yeah. you know, strengthen you for it. So, um, yeah, I mean that's been so uh, such a big part of our relationship is uh, encouraging each other but I feel like I get a little bit uh, better end of the deal because I get a lot of encouragement from him all the time I I mean I I think it goes both ways Uh, my wife has been incredibly supportive uh, of me and what I do uh, in terms of work and ministry Uh, one of the things that growing up as a brother of three sisters and being surrounded by uh, women who were just resilient and powerful. One of the things I felt particularly passionate about going into marriage was ensuring that my wife would flourish, that she wouldn't fall into uh, the normative categories that we see um, in culture. So part of that, I think, for me was trying to identify the ways that God has gifted her and seeing and uh, praying for opportunities so that she can grow in that because we are so much more than a you know a brother in Christ or a father or a husband or a poet a poet we're we're multifaceted as human beings and as image bearers so part of that I think it really connects to God's vision for the male and female dynamics uh, specifically within the context of marriage and loving each other supporting each other well so I think we both have understood that and have both made tremendous sacrifices to see that the other person is being lifted up, encouraged, and also seeing to it that we're both flourishing in the ways that God has called us um, into either gospel ministry or even career, career-wise. So, yeah, that's exciting. Um, just listening to you guys, you say poet uh, sounds like a graphic design and tech. You guys are gifted in in several ways, but what, how has God given you uh, different opportunities? What specific opportunities has God given you to use your gifts the way he's blessed you to bless others mm. for his name's sake? Yeah, for me, it always just started within my local church. And I think just being faithful in that context, if asked uh, whether it is to perform poetry or leading in Bible study or picking up chairs or whatever the case may be, that's always been the main thing uh, for both of us, really. Uh, I think for me in the last couple years, I've had a lot of uh, really cool opportunities, which I'm really thankful for. Things, uh, just writing, contributing to different books. Uh, Right now, there's a book called His Testimonies, My Heritage from Christiane Buile, who edited it, and she had 20 plus women of color contributors. um, So I had the privilege of uh, writing for that. 
writing for uh, the Gospel Coalition and uh, their book called Lost and Found. And then uh, my my book, Love Made, uh, which is a children's book uh, that that became a really cool opportunity as well. And then things like with uh, Mary Wilson when she was with TGC asking me to do the uh, well, it ended up being a spoken word short film to introduce the the Gospel Coalition Women's Conference to summarize generous uh, Genesis through numbers um, in a creative way. And so that's kind of been the last couple of years is just various different projects, whether it's poetry or performing, creating videos or writing uh, for books. That's that's been me, and then John could kind of explain his his world of stuff. Uh, sure, yeah. I mean, I, I do several things, uh, and a lot of the opportunities Kina ha- has been afforded, I've come alongside that and have helped either with the creative aspect of it or the marketing aspect of it. Um, and what's also been really encouraging about all this, too, is I have a particular passion to see men, men and women, but people to pursue and perceive their calling, and for how that fleshes out for me is just either through discipleship and through preaching uh, the word and teaching the Bible to my men in my small group. So uh, a lot of the relationships I've been afforded within like faith communities, they've seen the particular passions I have about gospel ministry and uh, my ability to articulate it, but then also uh, even from a marketing side or a branding side, seeing that the goal and the objectives are, you know, fulfilled. So the, the short film was a really, really awesome opportunity via Mary Wilson. And uh, just putting that together was just an amazing, amazing opportunity. Uh, Kina really brought the script to life. And then, you know, I put a, our video team together to make sure that the visuals were on point. So we're really, really proud of that. Uh, any other projects I've worked on um, the past several years within faith communities, uh, anything from like, let's say, done stuff with TGC, of course. I've partnered with non-profs and seeing and, and helping them with their campaigns. I've come alongside some new up-and-coming organizations that help with various issues like immigration. Uh, there's That organization specifically is called the Immigration Coalition. So they do really, really good work. And it's a particular issue that I'm passionate about and that my family has personally, I've personally experienced uh, living here stateside. So there's a variety of projects the list is you know long but um th- those are a few that come to mind yeah yeah and we will say as a church we are being blessed already um, by a lot of those gifts as, as well you guys mentioned just serving uh even you john growing up in a in a church but even now serving uh in your local church in, in temple florida as community group leaders what is that like and how has God uh, walked you into good works as uh, community group leaders at your local church? Mm, it's all of the things. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's awesome. It's beautiful. And we love it. And um, for a little while, we've been overseeing the the ministry itself of small groups. We have a pretty small church in Tampa called Living Faith Bible Fellowship. Um, and now this year, I've stepped back from leading the ministry itself to focusing on just leading my small group. And, and through that experience, learning that that's really where where it's at for me um, in terms of just my gifts and burdens. And so for me, it's just been a privilege the last few years to uh, walk with various women um, through all of the things uh, and to look at scripture together to, and just to kind of have a focused uh, 
sort of lens on these few sisters' lives and checking in on them and them checking in on me. Um, and it's one of the beautiful things I've um, experienced this year as our family has gone through a lot of tragedy this year and have and I've had to step back from doing a lot of things um, over the last few months is that uh, whereas I'm normally, I think the one going, Hey, how's everyone doing? How's everyone doing? How's everyone, you know, um, I, I wasn't that person this year in a lot of ways, but they were that to me. And, uh, I think that has been one of the, the most beautiful things to experience for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a, I'm really passionate about community life and seeing that uh, people of God are growing in full maturity. Uh, so I think as it's been said for that for us that it's been expressed in us committing our time energy and efforts into our community groups and the people within those groups um one one uh one of the quotes that has stuck with me for the past couple years uh from richard sibbs uh, he has a quote that describes god's people as a garden so he basically says you know in a garden you have all types of flowers and herbs so when God's spirit blows upon that garden, it releases the sweet aroma of who he is. So in a lot of ways, as we walk into community and do life with one another, we are afforded the opportunity to learn something new and wonderful about God that we wouldn't apart from being in community. Mm. So there may be people within your local church and fellowship that are listening to this podcast or people in our fellowship that we've walked with various trials with um, someone dealing with some kind of tragedy, I get to grow in empathy with that person, but also carry that person's burdens and learn what it means to endure and have and remain faithful to God in that because I'm carrying that burden for my brother or sister. So in a lot of ways, I think uh, in terms of uh, church and community, the expectation for a lot of people is what can church do for me? Mm. Not really what can I do for my fellowship or my, for my church? Mm. And that really can't be uh, actualized until you're actually in it. Um, so apart from like methods, programs, you know, for us it's really been being in the lives of the people within our community, um, sacrificing tremendously for them so that as Kina just described in seasons when we're in need, those things are reciprocated. There's brotherly love, and it's coming from a place of godly conviction and a love, a fraternal love for one another. So, well, I appreciate you guys uh, sharing and even letting us in as a church, just what God is doing through your life. Is there any way we can pray for you guys? Thank you. Um, yeah, I think we're still kind of processing some of the grief from this year. Um, it's not really a secret, but uh, John's aunt and uncle uh, were deported, uh, we think, uh, unjustly. And uh, we're still just kind of wrestling through that uh, and the effects of that um, grief with my grandmother passing away and um, and certainly longing for another child. So um, those are kind of areas where we're still wrestling through and that the Lord has definitely been gracious in meeting us through. But those those are... Those are big. And I miss anything, or yeah, <laughs> I think those yeah. mainly. Um, yeah, just just pray that along with those things that we would, as the psalmist says, um, you know, be glad that he afflicted us so that we may know his precepts, and that in the 
trial and and the trying to deal and cope with everything that has happened that we can be brutally honest with God and go to him in prayer and supplication because I think the temptation for us and just being transparent the temptation for us can be in those moments not going to God right with those burdens and those things that are weighing us down but really entrusting those things to him so I think that would be the other thing that you guys can pray for us um yeah well we are grateful that you are here and spending time with us and don't be a stranger to Memphis in the the future no way yeah we'll be back absolutely yeah thank you for listening for more information about second including location and service times please visit 2pc.org